And this is Righteous Ramblings, a podcast that's sponsored by Women Walking Anew under the umbrella of Walking Anew, a nonprofit organization. Oh, he says to me, after looking at all your records and everything, I don't see a need to do to remove your lymph node at this point because yeah. from the look of all your reports in your summary, um, the lymph node is the same size. It hasn't changed in size. And then he also said, usually when you have a, a large lymph node, you can feel it. He said, do you feel anything? And I said, no, I don't feel anything. Does it hurt? Do your arm hurt? So he was asking me all those questions about um, my how I feel. He was asking me those questions, going through that whole process and everything. And so when he was done with his conclusion, I said to him, I said, so, okay, so what's your plan? What is your plan? Uh Now you tell, you told me that I shouldn't have the lymph node removed, but I need to know what's your plan. What's next? How are you going to determine and figure out what's really going on with me? And so he was telling me, he said, well, what I would do is I'm going to, um, you did your blood work. We already did that. We're going to do, we're going to check you for Lyme disease. We're going to check you for anemia. We're going to take stool testing and all those. We're going to look at the whole body mm-hmm. and everything. Body. And, right. Yeah. Gonna look at the whole body and we're going to run all these different tests and he was asking me, uh, did I have any animals in the house? And then he said, because it could be some sort of infection or bacteria going on in your body. Mm-hmm. And we just got to figure out what it is mm-hmm. like that. And so he said, so once we go through all those testing and everything, then I would be able to let you know what's next. He said, but for at this moment, you will take another um, PET scan. But in six months, because we just want to make sure it's not growing, your lymph nodes is not growing any bigger or anything like that. He said, but at this moment, we are just going to um, just kind of watch you and, and run tests and everything. He said, he said, but what I do want you to do is just live your life. Be happy. Yeah. Enjoy life. He said, don't allow this to worry you or get, he said, because those things is what can trigger um, your health, stress and worry and all those different things as well. And so from just having that conversation with him and then he did the whole physical testing, I mean, body exam, everything, looking at my fingernails and all those different things, checking under my arm, feeling the lymph node. He said it's a little small. I can feel it there, but it's not anything um, big or anything like that. He said, so what we're going to do is just we're going to run through all these tests and everything. And in six months, we're going to send you back to get another PET scan. And then we should be able to figure out what's going on within your body. And then when um, he he had a... Um, Behind his uh, name, his, his uh, medical uh, name was M B B B S. 
to look at the whole body, do surgery on all different parts of the body, not just on, say, if you had to get hip surgery, not just the left side, but he's able to do both sides. He was like, deliver babies or everything. He said, we look at the whole body. So I said, okay. And then for me, it was like, okay, thank you, Lord. You sent me to the right side. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because that's what I was, that's that's all I wanted when I was talking to to the other doctors. And it was like, they wasn't listening to me. And then I had to bring an advocate in and she even realized that they wasn't listening. And so she was like, I'm, I'm, she said, I'm so proud of you that you took the courage to say no and to take the time to research and look, ask for second opinions and ask questions and understand what it is that they need to look for. Because when when I went to this uh, second hematologist, everything he told me that he was going to test me for, all that was inside my research that I was researching on, that it could be before it had even got to the the lymphnomia. Yeah, lymphoma. I'm yeah. sorry, I keep getting the word mixed up. Okay, lip- I'm thinking about your lip nose. Yeah, yeah lymphoma. my lip nose. <laughs> yes, it's okay. Lymphoma, right? And yeah. so that was like the last resort in all the research, what it could be. Right. And so and that's what I was explaining to the first, the first three doctors that any of those tests wasn't done. So how did you come up with the conclusion to go straight to surgery? But yeah. this doctor, he told me that he was going to take me through that process. I was just left out of there praising God and just was like, okay, Lord. Hallelujah. What to do next? Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, so like they didn't want to spend the money or the time on you. Right, right. It, it, exactly. And, and I think it's more so about... To them making money and using us as tests. Yeah. I felt like that too. I felt like you just want to test on me and see why and why am I not getting the symptoms that I supposed to be having if that's what it is. And they want to figure all this stuff out. And I'm just like, no, but you're not going to cut me yet until I'm not, I'm feeling fine. But my numbers are low. I'm not saying that. They're not. My numbers are, they're not real low. They're like right on the borderline. And so I still have to go through this journey to get my numbers uh, up. Yeah. yeah. So that, that was my journey through this process. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's something we can be praying about, standing yes. with you. Yeah. But let me just say, uh, you are a shero because... Here's here's what's been lingering in my mind. Mm-hmm. I want you to give me a doctor that's out of the network right. that ain't connected to them other doctors because mm-hmm. I need a second opinion. Right, Shanae. Yes, the bum diggity bum right there, girl. Right, that's <laughs> thinking outside the box because you know in the networks the doctors are all connected, connected and they all talk to one another, and that's why you can meet with doctors that said, "Well, I know what happened in your last meeting, girl." I'm so glad mm-hmm. that you went outside of the network 
I'm glad that you have someone that, you know, it sounds like that they um, are more interested in looking at you as a person, like Shanae said, mm-hmm. they saw you. I mean, I'm sorry, like Rashonda said, yeah. they were looking at you, not just some data on a piece of paper. Exactly. Absolutely. I'm just really proud or of you. Or your skin color. Wait a minute. We ain't going to leave that out. Right, right. And, I, and that's what I feel like. Because of my yeah, because of my skin color and, you know, and they always curious about us and our bodies and all that kind of stuff. So I'm just like, no, you're not ready to, to, to just be testing on me. You're not Just to test you mm-hmm. to make sure if you can become a candidate to be a guinea pig. Ooh, think about that. So you can be a candidate for them to get some organs. Exactly. We don't know what they exactly. be doing. Come on now. Right. Right. You don't know. You don't, you, you don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Diagnosis or something. Right. Absolutely. We don't know what they're doing. Like, I don't know if y'all ever saw that movie. Um, I think it's called Good Nurse. It's on it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. It's called Good Nurse, and it's a true story. Mm-hmm. This this nurse was in this hospital, and people was coming in the hospital for minor stuff, and then they were dying. Right. And they come, yeah, they come to find out this nurse was putting um something inside the IV, right. and that that was killing them. And then at the, the movie, you know how they have to, when it's a true story, they tell you, uh, you have to read it and find out what was really going on. Well, apparently this doctor was going to several different hospitals doing this. Right. And they only reported 29, but they said he killed like 400 people. Wow. Wow. Doing this process because the hospitals never reported it. They just fired him and they were just hiring him going from hospital to hospital. So I just feel like in this world that we live in, people are human and yeah. you have to advocate, advocate for yourself. You have to know your body. You got to know um, what's right, what's wrong. You have to do your own research. You have to find out what, you can be possibly getting yourself into and not and being able to say no if you need to. I just wanted to say for us advocating for ourselves, we as women of a certain age know our bodies. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Absolutely. No. We, we know our bodies and we know when something is wrong and when something is not wrong. And that yeah. also can also help you make a decision, not saying that the situation probably is not there, but you are more knowledgeable in understanding what choices and decisions you are able to make exactly. when you understand uh, what's going on yourself. 
Yeah. And instead of just letting the doctor say, yeah, do this surgery or you need to take this medication and all these different type of things, then you're able to advocate for yourself. But the advocate, she not just worked well for me, but even with my father, my father had a scary moment at one time. And he he actually had to go, went to get the um like a little minor surgery he had to get done. And, and being that he has enlarged prostate, mm-hmm. they, they supposed to, he learned that they supposed to put some sort of type of medication in the anesthesia so that it, he wouldn't react to it because of his large prostate. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't and it caused him to have a, uh, Blood clots, what and everything? Yeah, it had blood clots, and so they when he went back to his doctor, the doctor wanted to do something called a turf, mm-hmm. and 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 he wanted to do the turf while he was going through these blood clots going on, and so and then he experienced some things at home. Um, what the, he wanted, he told him to do at home where they supposed to have did in a hospital. Wow. And so, um, he started doing some research on that particular, uh, surgery, um, the turf surgery. And he learned that a lot of people, and that's, that's also another good thing about the technology we have today. We live in the informational world that nothing is not really hidden anymore it's just about taking the time to research and learn and and learn about it and even in his research he learned that other individuals was reporting and saying that they wish they didn't get that surgery done because Mm. it created um long-term problems in the long run and so he um when he went back to that doctor, he wanted to do surgery and even him and the advocate was advocating for him and he was asking questions and they both was like, no, no, you're not. No. So he ended up having to leave here and found another doctor where he lives at in Pennsylvania mm. for what he needed done. When he went to that doctor, that doctor was pumping out all those blood clots out of him. And the doctor told him, you don't need a turf. This is what we're going to do. This is the plan. Wow. Wow, that wow. doctor put him on the plan and what he needed to do. And my father is well. He didn't have to get no turf. He's doing well. He's functioning well. Everything is okay. But what if he did would decide and say, yes, let's go with the surgery and do the turf when he didn't even need that. And so having that advocate with you, especially like myself, it new, it's new to me. All this is new to me. Yeah. And so I don't, a lot of things I don't know too much about and I don't understand it, but I'm learning it now and having that advocate around me to call her and ask her questions and her sending me a bunch of information and telling me to start reading this and understanding this, even like different laws she's been sending me about the information that's supposed to be in your records. And if that stuff is not in your records, you can go to the hospital administrator and uh, voice your concerns and report that. 
And so even just that, having that advocate around you is important because she's able to look at the whole picture and and she can bring her knowledge and understanding of what you should be doing and the questions you should be asking before you even make a decision to go get any type of surgery or anything done. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. So it's important. So it didn't just happen to me. It happened to my dad and, and he's older. So he's like, he's like 83. And so if he would have went through that surgery like that, he probably wouldn't have been here today. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I looked up TERP. It's a transurethral resection of the prostate. And it requires you to be in the hospital to recover one to three days. And it's where they're putting some fluids uh, potentially into your veins intravenously as a part of helping you to recover from the anesthesia. That that's yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Right. 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 And he, he, yeah, it is a lot. And he was dealing with that for almost like um, two, about two months. And, but when he found this, the, the, his new doctor he has, that doctor came and then the nurses even told my dad, he was like, wow, the doctor never works on anybody because he worked on him for 45 minutes cleaning up what the other doctor did. Wow. Yeah. And so the nurse told my my dad, she, she was like, well, he never worked on anybody for 45 minutes or anything like that. And and then he told my father that I want you because he was he had to go to the hospital. He said, I want you to come to my office. I want you to schedule an appointment with my office. And when my father called his office, he must be a good doctor because the, the reception at the desk was like um he he's not taking any more patients and he told the nurse i mean the receptionist no he told the doctor told me to let you know that he wanted me to come to him and then she was like oh okay all right so oh okay mr lynn sure that's right and she put him on the list he went in there and the doctor had a whole plan set up for him and everything, yeah. what needed to be done. And he didn't have to get no turf. He didn't even have to get the turf done. Wow. And he, he did, he's doing well today. Oh, crazy. Yeah. Look, mm-hmm. you've yeah. given us a, a whole lot of nuggets. Um, and, you know, I, I'm definitely excited that you have advocacy around you and support around you and you know that we we we're ride or die sisters so we're with you whatever we can do to help you know we got some medical people in our space that we can call on for you if we need to but i'm glad you have someone that's kind of rolling with you through this process and i'm glad you found a doctor that Mm -hmm. is working with you we want to stay in touch we want to know how we can keep praying for you and just thank you for giving us your time. And, you know, we hope that our listeners are blessed by uh, hearing about your journey, but also hearing about how you stand up and are you stood up and are standing up for yourself as you navigate this process. 
some things that I take away and Rashonda may have some other thoughts, but the fact that you have started reading your own reports and doing the work of understanding what your reports are saying so that you can work together with your advocate to stand up for yourself. Like you said to the doctor, what are you going to do? <laughs> you, you, know, you, you stood up for yourself there um, and you stood up for yourself by, as your advocate said, by saying, no, I will not allow you to, to play around with my body for your own sake. You know, you are, uh, your body is the temple. And so you're stewarding your body well, and you did not allow them to bully you uh, into making a decision or manipulate you uh, to making an emotional decision. And it's so easy for us to do that. So, um, yeah, we look forward to seeing how the Lord is going to use this as a testimony of his healing power. Absolutely. In Jesus' name. Rashonda. My takeaway is your advocate uh, letting you know about the laws, about the uh, reports, that they should be online, that should be accessible to you mm -hmm. so that you can advocate, so that you can advocate for yourself. You can see what's going on. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that, that there were laws for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, we should have absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And when any doctor's office, a medical uh, facility you're in, just ask, is there a portal? Because if I wouldn't have never asked about the portal, they wouldn't even have informed me. I was like, is there a portal that I can look at and look at my okay. medical? Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And because sometimes they, and then you know, sometimes they do give us the paper and what we do, yeah. we'll hold it up, put it in our pockets, and we forget all about it. Mm -hmm. But that that's your lifeline. That's your saving to so your saving grace right there because you you have to keep up with it. Because yeah. myself, I, I just was like, you know what, I need to keep up with this stuff because these people is trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we believe that in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. They don't have any authority over your body, mm -hmm. and the Lord is already healing you. We know that He's healing your yes. body. Yes, I'm just joking. <laughs> girl, that's right. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, I, I wish that we could uh, roll with you up in your doctor's office mm -hmm. and be sitting with you. Mm -hmm. uh, as you continue the journey, but know that we are here and you can call on us. And now not only do you have your advocate, you just shared your testimony of this journey with, I pray a whole community. And so we'll be praying for you and trusting God with you. Um, and hopefully uh, in about six months, you'll come back and tell us the real deal because they don't know. <laughs> right, right, right. I sure will. I yeah. sure will. Yeah, I sure will. But I thank, I thank uh, you, sister. I thank you, Rashonda, for giving me the platform just to share and um, share my journey and what I've been going through and dealing with it, doing this process with what I'm learning in this medical world that we are in. Uh, is is all new to me, and I'm 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 in the beginning stages of learning, but I'm taking the the initiative to learn and understand because, like you said, Barbara, our bodies are 
our temple. And the only way we're going to take care of it is we have to advocate for our, our bodies. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do the research. Do the research. Do no. the research. Yeah. We have a right. And we have a portal. <laughs> right. And you have a portal. <laughs> and everything is in there. It's yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. And even just today, I went um, that to the hospital and I even got my film. I went there, got all my family, all of my uh, reports and everything, because that's what my advocate, she told me to do. She said, go get your film, yes. everything. All your scans, you get your films. Yeah, because yeah, you yes. can take them with you yeah. wherever you go. Your records belong to you. That's right. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you pay for them. <laughs> yes, absolutely. In the office, that's right. Wow. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. What else would you want to say to uh, folk that are listening in? What what would you how would you want to encourage or challenge those of us that are navigating, you know, this medical space, realizing that the disparities that are presented to us are real. Um, The disparities show up in doctors who aren't willing to see us or hear us or properly advocate for us. And even understand that our bodies, our black and brown bodies, navigate the world differently from white bodies. Let's just keep it real. There are some similarities, but we carry with us stuff that um, is unique to our experience. So how would you, as a woman of color, encourage other women of color uh, in navigating our health and advocating for our health? Um. Like you said, there are disparities. And um, I would say, well, for me, uh, it was more so about staying in faith first, yeah. um, resting in the word and meditating on the word. And really, for me, it's just been more about just really talking to God, not to um, say, Lord, just take this away, but Lord, help me through the journey. Yeah. And to rest, rest, to rest in you through this process, because yeah. I know it's a process and I know it's a journey, but I'm also resting in you and believing that um, I will be healed Amen. from this and it'll be my testimony. Yeah. Um, and just and then second, just really being um, aware and. And be when you go to any of these medical facilities or doctors or any of that kind of stuff, do your research, have questions written down in a book and don't try to remember them in your head because you're not. Just write all the questions down. You have questions about whatever could be going on uh, with the diagnosis or whatever they're saying is happening in your body and have someone there in the community to advocate for you yeah. even if it's even if it's just a family member or someone because you know sometimes we go to these doctor's offices and we sitting there and we we listening the listening kind of turns off and we kind of start worrying yeah. and but you have that other person there that can listen for you as well and so that when you both come together and you sit down and talk about it you can really 
um, do your research, go into your portal, see what's going on, compare your medical records of, from last uh, um, last reports to your previous reports and all those kind of things, and then come back with even more questions before you make a decision into moving forward with anything. And then even if you're still not comfortable they always get a second opinion. There's nothing wrong with getting a second opinion. Like uh, one of the doctors told me the other uh, last week, he said, if you don't feel comfortable with a doctor, it's your right to get another one. Mm-hmm. You don't have to stay there. It's your right to move and get another doctor and um, and get a second opinion on what you need Um, um to see what type of uh, decision you're able to take moving forward in the future. So Mm -hmm. I would just say just be more aware and do your research and um, ask a lot of questions. Yeah, yeah. Ask a lot. Yeah. 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 And then know your body because a lot of times... Doctors really don't know what's going on, but what you tell them. And if it's certain things going on in your body and you're not telling them, they don't know. Because that's what my father always tell me, too. He was like, you have to let them know what's going on. I don't care if it's little minor stuff. Let them know because those can be little things that can be triggering something big that's going on in your body. That's so good. know your body and understand it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Know mm-hmm. your body and communicate about communicate. it. Yeah. Yes, communicate about it. Absolutely. To someone, yes. to someone who's willing to listen. <laughs> that's right. To someone who's willing to listen. Because the doctor's not willing to listen. Yeah, willing to listen. Right. The doctor keeps saying that they'll put their knives away. They need to put their <laughs> knives away. They're just ready to cut. You know, because that's, right. that's how they get their paycheck mm-hmm. by cutting. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's what my father told me. He said, shoot, somebody may be ready to go on vacation or send their child to college or something and they ready to cut on you. I was like, no, daddy, they're not going to cut on me like that for no vacation or anything like that. So that's why he also tell me, do your research. Understand because you know I'm always into finances and all that stuff. And so he says to me, the same way you into finances and you into all that other kind of stuff, you need to just start doing more research on what's going on with your medical records and your body and all those kind of things. And so it took him and it also took the advocate to make me be like, you know what, I need to focus on this too. That's good. And make this a priority too. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Mm-hmm. I like that, Shanae. Mm-hmm. It's like if you are passionate about something and you spend a lot of energy on that something, take that same energy on that other thing and put it on yourself. Make yourself right. a priority. Advocate for yourself. Know the rights that you have as you navigate the, the medical system mm-hmm. and as you engage yes. doctors. The funny aside, I kept hearing um, when you were talking, you have the right to remain silent. Well, this is not that. (laughs) Right, right. You have the right not to remain silent. You have the right to speak up and speak out of voice. 
That's voice your opinion, your thoughts, and that. Because we voice our opinion and thoughts and everything else. That's so right. why not voice our opinion and thoughts for ourselves? <laughs> yeah. uh, we voice our opinions all over social media. So let's mm-hmm. voice our opinions about advocating for ourselves and inviting people to advocate for yes. us when we don't know the answers and to also inviting people into our vulnerable spaces. Right, right. And I totally agree with that. And it, that that's so important. Be willing to learn because mm-hmm. we don't know everything. That's I don't right. know everything. That's right. Yeah. So be willing to learn and not just learn, but be willing, willing to listen. Yeah. To listen to what someone else is telling you, what it could be, and not just the doctor saying this and you need to get that, but be willing to listen and go through that journey and that process. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. It is. It's so important. But I'm. I'm glad I'm going through the journey. Is that, that I'm. I'm learning something new. That's what it is. I'm just like yeah. wow. And then yeah. you start learning other things that's going on in the world in this field, in the medical field, and you'd be like, wow, I didn't know that was going on. I didn't. I didn't know this was happening. And these situations and these circumstances that happened with people at, in hospitals and. And then you start being like, wow, this is important. Your health, your body is very important. So same way I learn about financing or fashion or anything like that, it's the same way I have to um, advocate and be knowledgeable about what's happening in the medical um, industry as well, because we have to go to doctors. (laughs) you're getting away from it (laughs) yeah and this is a plug if you haven't gone to the doctor recently this is an invitation for you to do that um because while we all know that they are practitioners and they are practicing they offer us a window into how we can care for ourselves how we can steward our body it's not a perfect system right but There are uh, opportunities to learn more about how to steward our bodies uh, through this gift that God has given us called uh, health in the medical industry. We don't have to live and die by what they say, Mm -hmm. but we can take advantage of and steward the resources that we do have in that space. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you're you're able to... um, if anything going on, catch it at early stages. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Why it's so important to continue to get annual checkups every year. It is important. Right. Yeah. Like you said, it may not be perfect, mm-hmm. the medical space, but at least you can uh, put yourself in a position to be able to uh, navigate through it if something is going on and advocate for yourself and do your own research there. That's right. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, Shanae, thank you for your willingness to share about your journey. And we know that you're in the midst of that journey. So it's a privilege to hear about it. We definitely want to bring you back and hear about the ways that God is just blessing you through the journey and blessing others. You know, it's a blessing for us to just hear about um, where you are and especially to hear about your faith as you're navigating this. How would you close us out? What would you say to us from a spiritual perspective? Um, 
Um, meditate on the word. Find the promises of whatever you're going through. Meditate on it. Rest in it until it happens. Until whatever that promise is. is. If it's healing, that healing happens. If it's um, comfort and peace until you are at peace and able to um, navigate through this journey and just continue to have faith, trust in God. That's it. Just have that faith and trust in God. TTFN. (laughs) Ta-ta for now.